A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the unfair advantage that you are rewarded by doing what most people will not do. Hey, what is going on, my fellow Infantry Millionaires? Welcome to today's episode of the Millionaire University Podcast, where you are rewarded with piles of money instead of piles of debt. In today's episode, I do a millionaire mentor coaching session with James Metcalf Jr. Just a few weeks ago on June 21st at 9.35 a.m., I got the following email from James. Hey, Justin, I've been listening to Tara and your podcast daily. All I can say is it's amazing and relatable. I am terrified. I'm on the journey of fatherhood expecting a baby early January. I've always wanted to start my own business, and I get so motivated just for me to not have any clue on what I'm doing. I hate to say it, but it's like I don't have any idea what I'm good at that could profit me to be unemployable. That is my dream. I want to be financially independent and support my family, to give my kid everything I never had. I stand here daily on my 10-hour shift, just so miserable knowing I could do anything else on my own time, happy and financially free. You guys say to just find an idea. Sadly, I just get so in my head. I can't think of anything at all. If I could possibly speak to you, maybe that would give me some insight. Thank you for your podcast. It is really so interesting, and I hope one day I will be just like you. Thank you if you read this. Well, as James knows, I did read it. And not only that, I reached out to him and I said, hey, how would you like to hop on a call? We can record it and use it for the podcast. I'm sure there are a lot of other people out there that could benefit from the things that we would talk about on that call. So what do you say? So James was up for it and we hopped on a call. Now, when I called him, we were on a video call and I saw right away he was in a parking lot in his car on his phone and I immediately knew that he was taking a lunch break from his job, essentially. It was a really hot day, so James had the window rolled down, but there was also a train that kept going by nearby. So he'd have to roll the window up and then get really hot and then he'd roll it down and you hear the train. So this is kind of the circumstance that he and we were in on this call. 
So due to the situation and the time constraints that we had, we didn't really have time for a lot of chit chat. So we got right into it. I started off by asking James to tell me a little bit about his backstory. So I had a better understanding of where he was coming from. I never really grew up with much and I kind of took from my father a lot. He always worked hard and he always did everything he could to make sure what I had. He gave up a lot of opportunities that he could have went farther just to make sure I was okay. That really inspires me a lot nowadays considering to see that he still struggles. I'm fully grown up and now I'm about to have my little one and that's really exciting, but I'm terrified at the same time because I just want to be able to do everything I can to give them everything. At the same time, I don't want to be gone all the time. I want to be able to see them grow up and I want to be part of the memory, not part of the, you told the story. I've passed up some opportunities that I could go travel for work, being like a train conductor even. And just because I wanted to be home, I don't want to miss out on anything. I've been listening to your podcast all the time and I've been really inspired by what you guys are doing and you guys' story. And it's amazing to hear what you guys have done. And that's really what I want to do. I've always been excited about the thought of business and having my own. It's just a part of I don't know what that is that I want to do yet. I always have like these bright ideas. I've always been interested by marketing. I love real estate. I would love to flip houses like you guys have done. And I've always been good with my hand. You know, I've done just about any job there is. So I know I got a lot of skills in my belt. Just nothing yet to actually put my first business out there. How old are you? I'm 22. I'll be 23 in August. Now let's see. Started my first business when I was 23, 24, shortly after getting married with baby soon to be on the way. So you got lots of time in front of you, man. You're going to be just fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I just want to get started. What do you do right now? Right now I work with fiberglass and it's a place called New York Blower. I just make giant fans for like industrial companies. What are you getting paid? I'm getting paid right now $18 an hour. So to me, here's the thing. A lot of coaches or mentors, and you've probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before, They might get on and be like, okay, I'm going to tell you what to do. I've talked to you. I've just met you. I got an email from you. We've gone back and forth a couple of times. We've been talking for five minutes, right? It would be ridiculous of me to lay out your entire life's plan after knowing you for a few minutes when you're your own person. So I try to be careful about just coming in guns a blazing and telling you everything that you should do. I'm more about empowerment and helping you realize and believe that You don't have to have this big, crazy idea. I guarantee you there are a hundred things that you could start tomorrow that you could make significantly more than what you're making right now. And it's not even you have to have this big, full-blown business with employees or all these things out of the gate. I think it's more of you figuring out what it is that you could do. It doesn't need to be the thing that James is going to do for the rest of his life and it's his passion and dream and he's going to change the world. No, like right now, you're where I was 20 years ago. To me, it feels like it was just yesterday. I had no money at all. And then I got in my first business and made some mistakes and had $120,000 of debt. But I always believed in my mind that I was going to be wealthy. I had no business believing that other than I just believed it. I thought if other people can do it, why can't I do it? That's where you've been inspiring me so much because when I hear you say that, I literally just said to my girlfriend earlier, she was struggling about money and everything and she hates her job. And I'm like, I hate my job too. That's why I'm trying to start a business and I want you to be able to do that too. She believes in me and I literally just told her we're going to be rich one day and it's going to be all right. Like you won't have to worry about anything one day. And she's really creative and she has a, a cricket machine to where she can make shirts and decals and stickers and stuff. 
And I was like, well, you can start a business just doing that. It's something you like to do. That's what you love. And then she was like, I've just been so scared to do anything about it because, you know, I got to buy everything. And then what if nothing sells? I was like, well, okay, sell it before you buy it. At least sell one. And then, you know, based off just that one sell, what's going to work and what's not. Plus and minus, but I mean. You said she has a cricket machine. What kind of machine did you say? It's a cricket. See, you know more about this. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> don't cut yourself short. In your email, you said have an idea. Like you have tons of ideas. You literally have 20 ideas that I'm not going to overwhelm you. I was going to say it could be seven figure ideas, but let's say six figure ideas that could make $50 an hour, $75 an hour, $100 an hour. Let's say Forex to your income. What would that do for you? A lot. We are actually looking for a place to live right now. We're not even in a secure household. We're both living from check to check, so it's not the best situation for us. And that's what makes me in part so scared for a kid because I just want to be able to do everything I can. What do you mean you're not living in a secure household? Where are you at? What's going on? I have been homeless before, so we're not at that standard. It's just like a duplex out in little middle of nowhere, cheap sort of housing. We're not paying that much, but we're also living with other people and those people are, you know, not too clean and it would just be a very bad spot to bring a baby into. So Tara and I lived in the bachelor pad. Have you heard that story? Yeah, it was. Yeah, (laughs) it was crazy, man. (laughs) Luckily, it was our brothers, people that we knew. It wasn't that bad. Yours might be a little rougher, but the thing is, I always told Tara and this is how I always felt. Is there a roof over our head? Do we have food? We have everything we need. If you get too overly consumed with what you don't have today, it's hard to project into the future and create that life that that you want. So realize, number one, you're good. It sounds like it might be kind of rough having a baby in that circumstance, though. Like, you know more about your situation than I do. When's the baby due? January 13th. So it's a winter baby. Yeah. You got six months, man. <laughs> so I'm so glad to get on the call with you here. So maybe you can spark some sort of uh, fire. I know I got it. I just need to get that one stepping stone that I'm missing. I don't know what it is. but Yeah. What does your wife do? She just works at Kohl's. Simple nine to five, you know. What's she making? Probably about the same range as me. About the same as you. Eight, 18 to 19, yeah. Elaborate more on the business you were talking about for your wife. Well... I haven't gotten that far yet because I don't know exactly what she could make with that machine because I've never used it. I don't know that much on it either, but I know I just know that she can make, like I said, certain decals or stickers for cars. She's made shirts before. People always want stickers. I mean, you'd be surprised what people would pay for a sticker. I mean, this is what you need to do. That's one concept. You said you didn't have an idea. You got an idea. Okay. I've thought about starting t-shirt companies, sticker companies, all kinds of stuff. Let me ask you a question. Do you think there are people that are making a six-figure income selling stickers? Probably. I actually was going to say I don't know, but actually a few years ago, I remember seeing something about someone who had a rockin' sticker company. How about t-shirts? Do you think there are people making a good income selling t-shirts? Definitely. So how much research have you done into the models that these people are doing? Not much. So that's your next step. And you don't need to do it just with this concept, but with any of the concepts that you think could be a possibility, go deeper on that. Listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos. People will literally tell you exactly what they're doing, exactly how they're doing it. And there's going to be crossover. It might not just be shirts. It might be close. It just depends what angle you're interested in. So you want to go a little bit deeper in those areas. And then you said that you're handy 
Yeah, it's actually a sort of business that I've started, quote unquote. Picked up a few pieces of cheap furniture off Facebook. It was just, you know, a couple end tables and I've sanded them down, finding the imperfections, sewing them up, and I've just started restaining one of them. I haven't put it on the market yet, so. So what do those numbers look like? Both these side tables, you know, like nice quality wood. Bought two of them for 10 bucks, and I guarantee you I could put, because they're not matching, so I'd probably put both of them up there with their own listing, probably for 20 to 30 both. And then there you go. That's probably, what, like a hundred some plus profit off of that. Oh, you're talking about return percentage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one way to look at it. You can look at it as the return, but also your time. The concept is perfect. The return is perfect, but you got to consider ROTI as well. Return on your time invested, not just the money invested. So how long does it take you to stain that furniture? How long does that take? I mean, honestly, the longest part would probably be the sanding because especially a lot of those end tables, like the legs are very crafted, I'll say. It's kind of hard to get in there. And if I work on it after work, it'd probably take me a few days over just to sand one. Okay, so it's not worth your time. Probably not, no. <laughs> no, because if you're only making 20 to $30, that's not worth your time. Do you guys have offer up where you live? I do, yes. Yeah, okay. So this is only on my mind because it's literally happening in our house. My brother-in-law, Tyson, who you may have heard on a previous episode, he's living in our guest house right now. And every day I see him driving my truck back and forth with couches. There's three or four couches in our garage right now. So he's flipping couches and he makes 150-ish on average per couch. Sometimes one to 300. I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers. And he's just ramping it up more right now as we just put it under contract yesterday. Oh, it was on a contract now? That's good. You're hearing it first. You're hearing it live yeah. here first, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we just put it under contract yesterday. So he has a little bit less to do helping us around the house. We were paying him like 30 bucks an hour. The truth is he can make more money flipping couches than working for us. He's kind of figuring out what it's going to look like as he's doing it more full time. But it's probably closer to 70 or $100 an hour. I'm just giving you an idea, like based off of what I'm hearing from you, there's probably an opportunity to sell some couches where you live, I assume. And everything is going to be a little bit different based on where you are in the situation. But I don't think it hurts to try, especially with what you're telling me about this furniture. What you're doing, though, is you're taking something that takes a lot of your time and a lot of work. And the ROI might be good, but the ROT, I return on your time, is not good. You're making less per hour doing that than what you're making at your job. But that's okay. Because it's led you to realize what's possible. So now you want to just focus on, oh, you probably need to figure out a truck situation. Yeah. That's okay. That's all good. There's always a way to figure out something. He used to put him on his car and drive. I don't know how he did it <laughs> before he started using my truck. He would put him on a car and he would drive him around and he would work that. But a lot of it is in the delivery, right? Like people will pay a premium for the delivery. So he'll get these couches. He'll kind of clean them up a little bit, fix them a little bit picking them up from one person so they're willing to let them go for a pretty good amount. The other person buying them will pay a premium because it's delivery again. So he cleans them up a little bit. And I don't know what his exact numbers are going to be, but probably making anywhere from five, six, seven hundred dollars a day. And this is a guy who not long ago was practically homeless, was in jail, been through drug abuse, right? So starting to do pretty good for himself off of flipping couches. And once again, that may not be your lifelong end goal, but something like that would get you to where you can have a better place to live for your family. To me, that's your dream right now, right? Yeah. Like 
you don't need to be the next Elon Musk or anything. You just want to take care of your family. I want to be financially free. That's why I like your one-year podcast when you're saying how you're unemployable. I love that term so much. And ever since I heard you say that, that's been my drive right now. I'm so unemployable, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a beautiful thing. So part of a business, as you know, it's trying out several little things and seeing what works. That might be on a big scale, trying out house flipping. Flipping houses is cool, but there's a much bigger barrier to entry. Flipping couches, it might be like your gateway drug into flipping houses someday or something bigger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the truth is, flipping couches, I almost get more excited about that. You can just start tomorrow doing it. There's actually quite a few couches over here. I can look on Facebook and the marketplace. There's a lot of free ones, decent conditions, so... So what I would do is you're going to want to look at comparables, right? So look on OfferUp, look on Facebook Marketplace, look at some of these different places and see what some of these things are selling for. Either you can borrow a truck or rent a truck or something. Long term, the truck won't be a huge investment. If you can make $500 a day flipping couches, you flip two to three couches a day, I'm going to make it lower because right now you're making $180 a day, right? Around there, yeah. Let's just say your goal is to make $400 a day, flipping a couple couches a day. Let's say you're working 25 days out of the month and you're making $400. Maybe I'm doing this wrong, but that's $10,000 a month. What do you think, man? It's pretty insane. (laughs) So if you do that for a year, that's $120,000 for the year. You think you could afford a truck if you're doing that? Oh, yeah. No problem. What I would recommend is look at the comps. Just confirm that you think you can do this. Then I would try to do it. And I would do one of two things. I'd either be like my crazy brother-in-law and figure out how you can strap this thing down on your car. (laughs) Or I would borrow or rent a truck just to prove the concept. And then after you can do that a few times, you can figure out or save up how to trade in your car or buy like a cheap truck. The money is never really an issue. Money follows the opportunity. So if you have $120,000 opportunity per year, getting a truck, whether you do it through financing, and we can talk through all those options, you can figure out how to get a truck. Just reach out to me. I'll give you ideas, whatever. I'll be your investor. I don't care. I believe in you and I see you're a hard worker. I see you want it. They call it the baby effect, man. Pretty much whenever someone's having a baby, their back's against the wall. That's when so many successful people start their journey making things happen. I got to make this work. So once again, I'm not saying flipping couches is your end-all be-all thing, but I think it could be a great place to start. I could think you could try that out. And then there's a bunch of other things that you could do, but a confused mind says, no, you want to focus in on something as well. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to start out with that? And I I love what you're talking about with your girlfriend. I think that's awesome. Maybe that's where you guys try to end up going, but it sounds like you got to make some money and you got to make it quick. Within six months, you're going to have a baby. That's the scary part. Like when I first got into the business idea first, you know, I'm watching all these YouTube videos and social media marketing people. They're like, oh, how to make a hundred K a month in 10 days. Like, man, I could do that. And I was like, oh, wait, that's not possible. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, that kind of money is possible. But I try to differentiate myself a little bit. I love online marketers. I love that there's people out there willing to teach this stuff. But a lot of times you'll have someone who they have their core product or core thing that they're trying to sell. And they try to push everyone to that thing. 
say like the one guy I was mainly watching about all those videos, he gave a, a lot of great tips on his videos, but then he would point out about how he has a course and you go on that course and that's thousands of dollars a month. I'm like, holy crap, man. Like I don't have that or I would. Yeah. And I, you know, I see all those videos about you got to invest in yourself in order to you know, be like that. I was like, well, I'd love to. I just, sadly, I can't right now. Totally. And that's part of the reason why we changed up how we're going about doing Millionaire University, where we're going to grow the podcast, get sponsorships. That helps us monetize the podcast because we want to be able to help everyone we can. And that's part of the reason why I hop on with you and, and let people hear your journey a little bit. We'll have you back on later on. And we're going to be talking about how you doubled, triple, quadrupled your income. If you can like double or triple your income within a year, that's awesome. Then you have more to work with. And then in the future, it's like, okay, how do we scale it up from there? One step at a time. But yeah, there's a lot of people that they have a thing to sell and their only goal is to get everyone to buy that one thing. And they're talking bad about every other thing. And I'm like, no, you got to meet the person where they're at. What are their needs? When I started, I was selling satellite dish. That wasn't my ultimate dream, but it's what helped me pay the bills and got me one step further along. You want to try flipping couches, you think? I think I might. Yeah, the worst I can do is look into it. Do a little bit of research. And once again, if you come up with a different idea, that's cool too. You got car detailing, you've got lawn care. Try to find something that you can do, some kind of service business I would recommend for you to start with because that's stuff you can do tomorrow. Actually, I can too because I was a certified technician. I know cars. I can do brake jobs, all that sort of stuff. Me right now, just getting myself out there. Are you a pretty good mechanic? Yeah, I've had 23 cars, so I mean... Whoa! Oh, man. Oh, you won't have a problem getting a truck either, right? (laughs) (laughs) Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Fran Bridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. 
John and his Frambridge consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health, and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at FranBridgeConsulting.com. That's FranBridgeConsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. So your number one goal right now is to find something that just allows you to increase your income. Our goal isn't go out and hire 20 employees right now or spend tons of money on marketing or start a podcast or a YouTube channel because creating a bunch of content, that's going to take a year, two, three to get anything going, right? And for the most part, there's nuance there. You don't have like a ton of money to invest. You're just trying to increase the amount of money you're making per hour. That's it. And there's a ton of things that you can do. If you do it for someone else, they're going to be the ones taking all the cream out of there. So you got to be the rainmaker. You got to be the one creating this opportunity because then you're the one who's getting paid 50, 60, 70, $100 per hour. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then someday, once you have that consistent 50, 60, $100 an hour, then you can hire other people that you pay $18 an hour, $20 an hour to work for you to where you're making $25, $30, $50 an hour off of other people. And you're helping give them a job. That's true. Because you're now in a place where you are having a baby, you're in a relationship, you need to increase your income. But there are people who just need to make that 18 to $20 an hour and you're helping them out too. Look into a few of these things. When do you want to get back to me and let me know what the thing is that you're going to focus on? How about Monday? Okay, love it. So let me know what you're going to focus on. And then from there, it's just about accountability. It's about doing it. It's about getting traction. Not to get crazy, but in my opinion, with how fast I move, if you can prove this concept, there's no reason why you couldn't be quitting your job in a couple of weeks from now. <laughs> like, I'm serious. <laughs> like, are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? The focus that you're having, once again, is not go and start this business. It's going to take a year or two. No, you just need to increase your income right now. Once you increase your income, get yourself in a better situation, you feel more confident, you have a little more capital, a little more time, whatever it is, then you can look at some of these other things. For the next year, it's just about doubling, tripling, quadrupling your income. That's it. Otherwise, Confused Mind says no. If you're thinking of a thousand ideas, you're going to get analysis paralysis. Very true. So I'm throwing out a challenge to have this figured out within a couple of weeks, maybe putting your two weeks notice in two weeks. So within a month before summer's over, man, I think you could be self-employed and making two to three times the money. All I can do is do it. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it, man. So many people overcomplicate. Like it's not. You just got to find something that you can do. Go start taking action on it. And then once you are able to quit that job, then you have more time to put into that. You don't have a ton to risk because some people have the golden handcuffs, right? So in a way, it's a blessing. Look at your situation as a huge blessing. I had nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose because you just go out and get another $18 an hour job if you want. But there's no reason a guy like you should be making, you're, you're just worth more. Your time is worth more. So I know I can do it because last week we were out to lunch and I was sitting there talking to my grandma and my stepmom. I'm like, I'm going to start a business. And they're like, oh, you can't do that because it'll just cost so much money. You know how much money is required to start a business? I'm like, nothing. 
there is no money required to start a business. And then I was referred to the furniture stuff. I was like, there's so much stuff on Facebook right now for free. There's free kitchen tables that are just straight wood, nice wood. There's free couches. There's free end tables that don't need work. I could just put them right back on and relist them. Exactly. You know, I can turn that profit so free and then I can sell, say, a kitchen table, solid oak kitchen table. I could probably flip that from free to freaking two, three hundred dollars for a kitchen table. Right off the bat, I'm already making, you know, return profit out of nothing. You said you don't have any ideas. You have ideas. Come on, man. You just got to believe in yourself. I just don't give myself credit enough. You've given me five or six ideas just in the short time we've been on this call, man. There's so many things you could do. If you have one of those things for free, let's say someone has it for you to go pick up today, how would you go get it? To pick up the end tables, I use my girlfriend's car. She has a forward escape, I think. So it's got a hatch, you know, it's got a little bit more room and those seats go down. So I could probably even fit bigger furniture in there. It's like, oh, I can swallow a couch. And then if I really need it, my dad might be available and he has a truck. So I can always probably get him to come get it. If I have to, man, I will tie something to my car. All right. <laughs> tie I don't got nothing up there, but I mean. I'll send you pictures of stuff that Tyson has done. He's done two couches, double decker on his car, driving around on the freeway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I recommend it, but where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, now he's able to use our truck for a little bit, but don't let anything stop you, man. Just you reaching out to me. Do you know how many people reach out? Probably one in like 10,000, which is totally cool. I, I don't reach out to everyone who I listen to their podcast. I'm not saying you need to, but you have the desire. You have the will. You're willing to do things. You're on your lunch break right now in a hot car and you're on this call willing to put yourself out there on a podcast to get a little bit of feedback. Yeah. I'm betting my money on you, man. I appreciate that. If I can invest in James, I'm all in. <laughs> you got my email. Reach out. Let me know what you're doing. I'll be your personal accountability partner. If we get something going and you need a little bit of capital to ramp it up, I'm not talking tens of thousands or whatever, but I just told Tyson, I'm an investor. I like to make money. You're making a good ROI. I told him, I'll give you a thousand dollar line of credit. You'll give me 10% return because he feels bad taking the money. So I'm like, yeah, no, pay me 10% interest. That's a good return. If you understand returns, which you do, because you mentioned hundred percent return, but remember calculating your time too. But if you can get to the point where you can flip two or three couches a day and make an average of $150 to $200 per couch, that's a pretty good return because you're going to be buying them for $100 to $150. And I'm just throwing all these numbers. I don't know exactly what they cost, right? You're getting them for free, right? But yeah. calculate your time. Your time is now worth at least $50 an hour, okay? I'm just telling you. Don't cut yourself short. So calculate in your time, what your time value is. But bottom line is calculate the ROI and a lot of people would give you a little bit of money if you're paying them 10% on their money. So if you borrowed, let's say $1,000 from someone and you pay them 10% annualized, do you understand that? Yeah. I didn't understand these returns till I was 26, 27. So you're totally good, man. So $1,000 times 0.1, because that's 10% equals, that's $100 for the year. Paying them 10% interest, you're paying them... I didn't know I had to do that calculation. Everybody knows 10% of a thousand is a hundred. So, yeah. <laughs> and then you divide that by 12 because that would be your monthly payment. So you would be paying $8 per month to borrow a thousand dollars. Did I, am I doing that right? Sounds about right. I, mean, I pay more than that just to listen to music. So, I mean. So my point is don't let anything stop you because the annualized return is in the hundreds. If you can flip a couch 
it only takes a couple days to flip a couch. The way you can turn the money and make the money, money is not your problem ever. The only issue I would have with couches is the fact that I have nowhere to put them. And then what would I do if the couches don't sell? Occasionally that could happen, but I flipped 100 houses per year for several years. We were buying houses that were anywhere from $50,000, and then we put 20 into them all the way up to several hundred thousand dollars. And we did 100 per year. So do you think I was ever concerned about what if the house doesn't sell? Heck yeah. But the first one, it was like, okay, I'm kind of concerned, but then it worked. We made some money. If you're getting them for free, first of all, what happens if they don't sell? I'll just have a couch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or you sell it for less. So don't invest money that you can't afford to lose. But if you buy a couch for a hundred bucks and you're seeing other couches that are similar, maybe they get delivered or whatever that are selling for two or 300. You think that's a good risk to take? Yeah. It's like you're risking a hundred bucks. It's probably going to sell. So you sell that one for 300. And now what do you have? You have 300 bucks. You have a $200 profit. Now you have a couple hundred dollars that you could kind of risk, if you will, without ever losing anything. So you'll get to a point where if you're doing first a couple per week, then a few per week, then a couple per day, yeah, there might be some that take longer to sell than others. It's a big number now. If you're buying 10 couches per week for $1,500 and you're selling 10 couches per week for $4,500, you're not worried about the one couch that's taking a few extra days to sell. And as you take action, you're going to get more information. Tyson now knows the dark couches don't sell as well, typically speaking. He knows the couch that people will buy and what they'll pay for it. It's just like real estate. When you know your area, I know on this street, I can sell this house for this much. It gives you that advantage. That advantage belongs to the people who are willing to put themselves out there, take the action, take the risks, and you get that advantage. It's the unfair advantage that you are rewarded by doing what most people will not do. You got this, man. That was easy. I wish you had more issues for me to solve. It's like too easy. (laughs) Where could you put the couch? No idea. I I have literally no clue on that. Unless I would get something like a rent space. Yeah, that's a possibility made for the long term. Like eventually, I was telling Tyson, eventually, yeah, you might want to have a little mini warehouse or whatever. But you don't want to have too much expense that you don't need up front. There's not a garage or a driveway or anything. There's a driveway and there's a yard and a driveway, but... You never know when weather's going to be like around here. So you said your dad is he live close by? Yeah, there's no space there either. That's kind no of space there. Part. Yeah. So here's the thing: you could literally have the couches sold the same day. He'll buy and sell the couches in the same day. Something to think about. Once again, I'm here for anything you need. There's always a way. I'm sure you could find someone who would let you, or maybe you do rent a space. I mean, you could probably find somewhere that you could rent, whether it's a friend or someone who would rent you a space for like 100 to $150 per month. That's true. And once again, your goal is to get the couch, spiff it up, do whatever you got to do. Maybe that could be an area where you kind of do that too. I don't know. But once again, the numbers we're looking at is your potential profit here is I'm going to be conservative but it's anywhere from seven, ten thousand dollars per month. And that's without you like really pushing it and without you getting other people to help and all that stuff. So can you afford to pay someone a hundred, two hundred dollars a month to rent a space? Probably. Those are all things to look into. The amount of money you will make is directly related to the amount of problems that you solve. 
So whenever there's a problem, just be like, yes, baby. Like <laughs> this is a problem I get to solve and it helps me make money. And it's why a lot of people don't do this kind of stuff because they don't want to solve problems. They just want to wake up every day and they want to be told exactly what to do because they're like, oh, nope, I can't do that. This is in my way. I can't do it. The obstacle is the way. If money was that easy, then everybody would be rich, you know? Here's the secret. It's not really that hard. Either. <laughs> it's not. That's true. But for some reason, we tell ourselves that and you're right. Don't go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars or risk tens of thousands of dollars on something that you're not sure what the result's going to be. But going and spending $100 for a couch that's worth a couple hundred or 250 or three, whatever, right? It's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. People who own businesses, they've just figured out, I can get other people together and pay them a certain amount of money and they'll make me more money than what their time is worth. People are willing to devalue their own time and give that to someone else for that person to tell them what to do with their time. And it's cool. It works for those who decide to become entrepreneurs. But sometimes I'm just like, why would someone do that? And it makes sense to do at a certain time and place when you're young, you got to learn how to work and figure things out. It's all good. But if I were you and you are, it sounds like I'd be stoked. That's how it works. And people are willing to do that. But for right now, just go and prove your own hourly rate. Just a foot in the door. I believe that it slowly goes up from here. I mean, of course, it's gonna be up and downs. But as long as you keep trying to go up, then there's only one way. 100%. So this is super low risk, easy to get into type stuff. And this is basically like what you told me. I'm just giving you feedback on what you were already telling me. Look for things to flip. Make sure there's a high ROI, but even more importantly, return on your time. You can work for yourself and you can end up making $10 an hour. You don't want that to happen. It's one thing if you're making just a little bit, doing something that's going to take several months to build up to, but no, we want to get you making money like tomorrow. Two weeks, that's the goal. Two weeks to give you two weeks. Let's figure it out. All right, James, All right. hit me up anytime, man. Keep me posted. All right, thank you. Let's give it up for my boy, James. James and I have been staying in contact since this call, and just a couple days ago, I got the following email. I'm coming up with more and more ideas as the days go by. Man, it's exhilarating when ideas are flowing. I'm currently listening to a wide range of entrepreneurial podcasts and learning a lot. You personally propelled my life in an amazing way. At this point, I'm trying to surround myself with people of the same goals and lifestyles of my own. I want knowledge. I know I can do something absolutely amazing someday, taking care of my whole family. P.S. I want to thank you again. I've never had a person actually say they believe I could do something big. And for you, someone I've never met, to say that, I believe you. And now I just want to leap. Well, James, I just want to say to you personally and on Tara's behalf and on behalf of the entire MU community that we do believe in you. I have no doubt that you can and will reach your goals. It will be messy. There'll be bumps along the way. That's what life is all about. But as you take effective action where it counts, you can and will change your financial and life circumstance for you and your family. So we wish you all the success in the world and we look forward to following your journey and staying in touch and seeing what you accomplish over these next few months and in the years to come. So after re-listening to this call with James and some of the conversations that I've had with my kids the past day or two and Tara and Tyson, I've been thinking a lot about the word empowerment and exactly what it means. In fact, I just looked it up and this is what it says. The process of becoming stronger and more confident especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. 
The truth is your current or past circumstance does not matter. I mean, James was homeless at one point. You can't control everything that happens or has happened to you in your life. You can't control every situation or every circumstance. You can't control other people, but you can control your perspective and how you respond to the circumstances that you are currently in or the things that happen to you in life. If you think about the word empowerment and the root of that word power, when you take 100% responsibility and ownership for your own life and don't blame anyone else, any circumstance, anything that's happened to you in the past, anything that anyone says or does or tells you you can or can't do, you have literally given yourself the power for change, the power for growth, the power for a different life, for different circumstances, the power to be happy in the circumstances that you're in right now. When you blame others or situations or point the finger outward or come up with excuses why you can't do X, Y, and Z, your power is immediately gone. You lose your power. You gave up your power. You gave it to someone or something else. So now think about this. Anytime, anytime you are not achieving your goals, the things that you want in life, it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with anything or anyone else. It's 100% up to you. Now, I don't want to say it's 100% your fault, but the responsibility does lie with you. And if you think it is because of someone or something else, if you think it is because of your financial situation, the way you were raised, the color of your skin, where you live, how smart you are, what you look like, anything at all, then you have lost your power. You've lost your ability to make that happen, to make that change in your life. So my challenge to you as you're making your goals and as you want to make change in your life, the things that you want to do, and something's not going perfectly, ask yourself, what can I do differently? How can I make this work? What changes do I need to make in my life? What changes do I need to make in my marketing? Do I need to wake up earlier? Do I need to go to bed earlier? Do I need to better schedule my time? Do I need to quit taking those random phone calls that aren't very effective, aren't helping me get where I need to go? Do I need to spend less time on social media? Is there something I need to learn so I can be better at marketing or selling my product or service? How is it that I am getting in my own way? And don't beat yourself up for it. I was talking to Tara the other day and we were talking about how even we are constantly getting in our own way. And we too absolutely are always blaming outward situations. Oh, this person said this or did that or this happened so I couldn't do blah, 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 blah. Even last week, Tyson and I were talking and he wasn't quite reaching his goals on his couch flipping business. And so we had some pretty direct open conversations about the things that he was or wasn't doing in his life that could help change that. We talked about getting up earlier and then we realized the reason he wasn't doing that because he was staying up too late. So we talked about going to bed earlier. Tyson, as you may have noticed through his episode, can be a talker. So we talked about taking less calls and talking to less people during the day, during your workday. You have to create it for yourself. No one else is going to hold you accountable to that but you. We also talked about him saying no to and doing less things that he's currently doing that are good things. But they were taken away from the things that he ultimately wanted and needed right now in his life. In fact, last week he even asked me, he's like, hey, can I hire you for like half hour to an hour a day to kind of talk through some of these things and make sure I'm staying on track? And I said to him, I said, number one, first off, you can't afford me. And I said, number two, no, talking is not what you need to do right now. You need to do less talking, more doing. And he got the message. And this week he's killing it. It's been a great week for him so far. I think I've seen more couches come up and down that driveway than I've ever seen in my entire life. So once again, empowerment, that is my number one goal for you. Ownership, 
responsibility, accountability, no excuses, maybe information that leads to different decisions. But if I can do it, if James can do it, if Tyson can do it, you can do it too. I believe that we are currently living in the single best time in the entire history of the world, possibly past and future, to start and grow a business and create and have as much opportunity and wealth and financial well-being and happiness for you and your family. You just need to be willing to choose to empower yourself and take advantage of just a very small percentage of all the amazing opportunities that are right in front of you. And that, my fellow and future millionaires, brings us to the end of another Millionaire University podcast. In an upcoming episode, I will be pulling back the curtain and talking more about the vision of Millionaire University and sharing with you our billion dollar business plan. And more importantly, how you can create a business plan of your own. If you like this episode, please share with a friend. You can go to millionaireuniversity.com slash training to get our free business training course. If you have yet to do so, please leave us a rating and review for this podcast wherever you are listening now. And we will see you next time on the Millionaire University Podcast. Class dismissed.